Thank you to our sponsors, Pacific Landscape Management and Assisted Living Locators. For more information on Pacific Landscape Management, call Matt at 503-521-6458. And for more information on Assisted Living Locators, call Stephen at 503-967-7788. Welcome to the Better Together Podcast, supporting seniors in our local communities with your hosts, Sean Seidman and John Hughes. And now, here's Sean and John. We are live. John, how are you doing, my friend? Doing good. Trying to stay cool, even though my heat pump isn't working properly at home. But, Uh-oh. you know, we'll get through it. Yeah, I was going to I was going to ask if you were staying cool in this 100, you know, plus degree heat wave that we're having. Well, as cool as possible. Half go. the house is cool. Half the house is warm. And with ceiling fans working, it makes it tolerable. Moving and, the, the and, the shirt, and the shirt looks pretty cool, too. Thank you. (laughs) (laughs) Well, welcome everybody to the Better Together podcast, supporting seniors in our local communities. I'm your host, Sean Seibin. He is John Hughes. Um, Certainly appreciate everybody joining us, whether this is your first time or uh, you are a repeat viewer. We certainly appreciate you taking some time out of your day to join us. I'm really excited about today's show, John. We are, um, we're blessed with another Another fabulous guest that is working to, like Dr. Noopy last episode, is working to really transform um, healthcare and the way that it's delivered. And um, she is she is fantastic. She's a speaker. And um, Dr. Alexandria Rosa would like to bring her on and welcome her to the show. Hi, guys. There she is. Dr. Alex, hey. how are you? Hi, I'm doing great. So nice to be here. Thanks for having me. I appreciate it. You are welcome. Thanks for taking some time with us today. So tell the tell the viewers and listeners a little bit about yourself, a little bit about your background, and then um, we'll uh, we'll just kind of take it from there. Uh, sure. Yes. Yeah, so I am newly Dr. Alex. I am so excited about that. So I am from Ohio, and I am a women's holistic health practitioner. And so I got my doctorate in nursing. And actually, as we kind of go on, I'll kind of talk about how pretty much the first more than half of my career in healthcare has all been taking care of senior citizens and doing care like that and doing like long-term care, assisted living, independent living, all of that. That was so much of the whole first half or more of my career in um, healthcare. So I'm excited to kind of go back to that part and revisit that. But yes, I'm a women's holistic health practitioner. And like you said, I'm on a mission to transform healthcare and how it is delivered to people. I love using technology. I feel like that's really the key to transforming healthcare now is using technology and doing live streaming and getting out there and as a way to connect practitioners with their patients and also families and caregivers 
with um, other people, especially in these times with COVID and everything, we really have relied on technology so much to keep us connected. So, and so much of my practice is based around ending chronic diseases like high blood pressure and diabetes, especially in minority populations. That's really where my specialty kind of lies. Yeah. And that's what I'm out here doing now that I'm on my own and, <laughs> and kind of taking the world on. And that's what I'm all about now. Sounds like a great mission to me. Oh, thank you. <laughs> <laughs> of course, when I hear Sean talk about and she's going to change healthcare, my first thought is it's about darn time. Yeah. You know, because like I've told uh, different doctors over the years, hey, hang on, take a couple extra minutes with me. You're not herding cattle today, mm -hmm. at least not me. And because, you know, five minute visits, you kind of feel like they're herding cattle through through a shoot. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I remember I heard you say that when I because I watched Dr. Newby's episode. I love Dr. Right. Newby, and yes, her and I very much are very on track together in what we believe about healthcare and how we should be treating patients and what patients should expect from healthcare providers and the healthcare system as a whole. It has to change. And yeah, you're not just a number. You're a person with a family with things going on, with things that you bring from your past with you and carry with you. And that's kind of where you are and why you are in the present state. And that's why we're seeking healthcare. We need people to under, understand us more in a holistic way and care for us in a more holistic way going forward. So a lot of people don't know too much about that, but that's what me and you know Dr. Newby and a lot of so many others now are coming forward and talking more and more about that. Sure, sure. That and that, that makes, Total sense, and I I love the mission that you guys are on, and I wanted to before we take a deeper dive into that, I wanted to bring on a special guest. Um, this person is actually the founder, and she's the creator, and and really the mastermind and, and matriarch behind Better Together and what it what it all stands for, and without her, this podcast would not be. A podcast. Mm -hmm. So I want to bring on Sam Dimchak, who is a very near dear friend of mine. Um, John, I know she's a she's a good friend of yours as well. Sam, how are you? I'm great. Thank you for having me. I'm really, really excited to be here. It's a great mission to share. So I'm excited. For sure. Well, and you've got a lot of you've got a mission yourself. You're you're transforming the way that seniors are cared for. Mm. And I think you are, if, if everybody cared for seniors the way that you care for seniors, our seniors would be, are in better hands and, and would, they all would be in better hands if everybody treated seniors the way that you do. So thank you for that. Of course. It's my, I, I will say it a lot. It's my passion. It's what I love. For sure. So before we before we start Pepper and Dr. Alex with questions, just give the give the audience and viewers a little background um, about yourself, how this Better Together group, um, you know, came about, and and what the mission is. Sure. So um, my mom had dementia, and she lived with me in my house for seven years. It was really really hard. I had no idea what I was doing. Um, after I went through all of the learning experience with her, I uh, 
someone said to me, you really should work in the senior industry. And I had no idea what to do in the senior industry. Um, so I, I thought, well, I like people. I just have to figure out how to meet them. And I didn't, cold calling really wasn't my thing. So I invited all of the marketers such as myself to my community. And we realized that there's something to building relationships, real true blue from the ground up relationships. Mm -hmm. um, who you have in your circle and who you trust with the families that you're entrusted with is very, very important. You should not be handing off one of your families to someone who you don't know personally. And I can honestly say that with the seven years, maybe that this uh, better together thing has been growing, I have met, I've met doctors, I've met lawyers, I've mayors, um, city councilmen, the amount of people who really truly believe that we are better together mm -hmm. astounds me. And the, the people who don't fit into that little bucket, they fall off the side quickly. So there's no, there's no fee, there's no cost, there's no, there's just relationship building. Sure. And then you begin to have the trust in your small little network. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Well, and, and it's really, it's all about like-minded, like-minded people that have a passion for serving seniors and doing what they can to help them live their best life possible. And that's where, you know, the podcast came in. I was, I, I, I experienced what better together means through the experience that I had with my dad and you were part of that journey. Um, and, and we're, our family still is our family's guardian angel, you know, because of that experience. But those those times and experiencing that was really what made John and I want to do this podcast and and have guests on like Dr. Alex, who has a passion for not only, you know, healthcare but also serving seniors and has experience in, um, you know, hospice, and correct me if I'm wrong, Dr. Alex, but experience in hospice, yeah. assisted living, memory care. Yeah. Um, you, you have a lot of experience with seniors. Mm -hmm. And and so tell the, tell the audience and viewers a little bit more about that experience and how it all kind of ties together um, to, to being better together. Yeah. So when I first started out in healthcare, way back. Um, my first job was as a nursing assistant. So they go by different names, CNA, STNA, a nurse aide. That's what I was. So I worked in a hospital first. I worked in like an acute care setting is what a hospital would be. And then I transitioned into a long-term care setting. And those two worlds are so different. Um, and what I saw, what was happening to seniors in the hospital settings, and then when I saw in the long-term care facility, I kind of saw like how they ended up in the hospital because many of our patients in the hospital were coming from long-term care facilities. And I kind of started to put two and two together because the care, there was just, the care was not good. <laughs> like to be very blunt, the care was just mm -hmm. not good. And that's why they were ending up in the hospital. And that's, that's why we were finding them there. And 
I did so much of my work in the long-term care facility at different places, at different levels. So in most um, communities now, most places are in, based on like a community. So there's different levels. So you might have independent care, then you'll have like assistant, assisted living, then you'll have um, the memory care units, the Alzheimer's dementia unit. Mm -hmm. And that was one of the last um, areas that I ended up uh, working at. And I loved every single, every single level that I was at. I absolutely loved it. And I, my favorite, favorite, favorite was working with the Alzheimer's and dementia patients. Those were my very favorite. And when I got to that level, I had actually advanced and become an LPN at that point. So I did a lot of care as an STNA and then I got my LPN and then I was working in that um, capacity as an LPN, as a nurse. And then I switched to doing some home care. So I did home care visits and then I switched into doing hospice and I did hospice in a facility and then I did hospice in home care. And that was truly magical. I don't know if magical is like the word you would put with hospice, but honestly, like for me, I, I loved every, I learned so much about people and about better together and about families and like those, the memories that I have of taking care of patients in hospice in their home, surrounded by their family. I'll never forget. I'm getting emotional. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, it's, it's amazing. And the work that for, for providers that stay in that area and make that their specialty, it's amazing. And people that are dedicated to that, it's amazing because you've lived your whole entire life taking care of other people. Yep. Dr. Well, Alex, can I ask a question? Yeah. I, was, I was wondering if you found a lot of your families needing um, immediate hospice help, or did your families tend to plan ahead and know hospice was going to be needing? That, yes, the education component, totally lacking. There was such a huge gap between people and people having this preconceived idea of what hospice was. It's like, oh, you're just going to go home to we'll take all your medicines away and you're just gonna die. That's what so many people thought hospice was. And I'm like, no, that's not what hospice is at all. And so having to re have those conversations with families, that was part of my job as a nurse. And when, when I started working in the ICU, the last part of my career was all in the ICU. Having those tough conversations in the moment with families about what are we gonna do next? And it it really was, it. It was a lot of last minute preparation. There was not a lot of patients that I had. Like the number that had pre-planned for it was, <laughs> was very tiny compared to the amount of patients who, yeah, were just kind of rushed into it because of an extenuating circumstance. And that's unfortunately how it was when their lives can be so much better. The quality of life can be so much better if a little bit more pre-planning education awareness would have been there. Yeah, I'm passionate about that. Mm -hmm. Yeah, exactly. John, what, what has your experience been in, as far as the, uh, on, you know, the, the home, well, the in-home in care versus, you know, the home health care, but what, what has your experience been with, um, with what Dr. Alex has, has described? Well, I, I would agree with a lot of what she says. Mm -hmm. I mean, there are some facilities and some agencies that are absolutely amazing. And then there's others that are just average. Mm -hmm. And when you find those special places or 
you know, they're full of special people that provide the care. Um, and I also agree with her about getting to know that person and maybe hearing their story or from the family, you know, you just really can't even describe, uh, what you get back from that experience and, and helping them with that part of their journey. Sure. Sure. So what are some of Dr. Alex, what are some of the ways that you are, are transforming, um, healthcare? You mentioned, you mentioned when we first brought you on that you, you primarily work with women, correct? Correct. Mm -hmm. Okay. And, um, you're, you're transforming healthcare and how it's delivered. Mm -hmm. And obviously part of that is being delivered. There's no, there's probably no age range of, of, you know, you're you're not cutting off your care at, you know, at 50, whatever, (laughs) you know, so what are, so that, that full age gamut, what are some of the ways that you are transforming healthcare in the way that it's delivered? What what does that look like? Yeah. So I wanted to say really quickly, something that, John just said that it popped into my brain was mm-hmm. when you're doing hospice care and you're with those families, it really is like you're reliving that entire patient's life in that time that you're with them because that's what people do. They start to reminisce and they start to revisit all those memories and all the family starts coming by. And it's really like you are reliving their entire life right before your eyes. It just plays out. And it's so incredible. So I just wanted to <laughs> bring that up really quickly because it's such a special time. Like where else can that happen? Like, but in those moments. So that was one thing. And then for, um, yeah, so for the care that I provide and I feel like when we get to like a lot of, um, I don't know how I want to say this. So mental health, in our older population mm-hmm. very it's an issue it's yes very much so and so so much of what i teach in in spice you can see my sign back there yeah. i really talk about the holistic person and looking at their spirit and their physical health and their insight their self-awareness and the c of spice stands for career and so many times in this stage of life it's not so much the career you have now but it's imparting and talking about what you did, why you did it, what it meant for you, and passing that on to the other generations that you're speaking to or inspiring other people because we don't realize how much power we have and influence that we have from the lives that we lead. And these people have such incredible stories. And especially now, like with the age range of the older population, right? So now we're kind of looking at like 40s, you know, late 30s, 40s of when they're born. And especially for women, we had a lot more opportunities available to us as far as jobs and careers. And it just started getting more and more. And we have such stories to tell. And so letting women know it's okay to share your story. It's okay to talk about what you did and be proud of what you did for, because mm-hmm. for a lot of women, especially in different cultures, it's very frowned upon to talk about yourself and to, you know, say, you know, what you've been through and be proud of what you've done. It's frowned upon and women don't feel comfortable saying that. So that's the part that I like to tap into the career part, because I love knowing what women did for a living. What did they do? What did they want to do? And how can we bring some of that into your into your daily activities now? 
And then the E is the emotional part and the emotional health. So all of those things is, is what I like to look at. And when I'm talking with patients or families and they're older, I mean, I, I can't stop talking to these people <laughs> and getting to know them and what they've been through. And you learn so much from them. And there's, there's so few providers that will actually take the time to talk to the patient and get to know them. And like for me, I work with like I'm Latina. So I work a lot with with ethnic women. So women of color, women mm -hmm. that are minorities. And so so much of our lives, we have been like raised in the church or raised in different um you know, with different beliefs and different values. And so it can be really hard to come to terms with that later in your life and how to express yourself and um, how to show forgiveness and to talk about what you've been through. So a lot of those things come into play and also um, what your wishes are and how you want to be cared for. And maybe what you want is it goes against what your church or your religion or your faith or your culture has told you is what you should do. So right. those two things can be so tricky to deal with, especially those end of life situations. And even just that pre-planning stage, it's like, what if you want one thing, but your entire family thinks it should be another thing and them being okay, your person being okay with, this is you, this is your life, this is your decision, let's be okay with it. And how can we empower you to be okay with that? So those are all things that, big things that come up um, at end of life that not, and I keep saying end of life, but not end of life, you know, in that pre-planning stage and planning yeah. that's what we got to start thinking about and taking that all into consideration so i love talking to women about that kind of stuff and that and and for them not to be afraid to share their opinion and to say what they want what they really really want mm -hmm. dr alex if i could just share with you what talking about a career yeah. i have yeah. a 103 year old resident 103 yes and yeah, right. She was, we learned just today that she was a sheep herder on her parents' Montana ranch at the age of seven. And I said, well, do they have like a hundred acres? Or she goes, no, they had 10,000 acres in Montana. And she was a seven-year-old on a horse as a sheep herder. Mm -hmm. And she's 103 now. And she became a pilot at 60. She uh, climbed yeah. Mount Hood at 55. And I was like, dang, it's 53. I'm tired already, you know. <laughs> but they all have such the stories that these people yeah. have to tell. And when they move in with me, they say, well, she was just a housewife. No, she wasn't. So she was a doctor, a lawyer, a cook, a chauffeur, a nurse, a teacher, a banker. She did all of that. She was yeah. These women are a phenomenal force. Yeah. And they probably had a whole bunch of other things that they thought about doing, wanted to do, or interested in, learned about that nobody ever asked them about, or they feel like they can't talk about. And then you come in there and you're like, tell me all about it. <laughs> I know everything. I want, yes. Isn't that incredible? That is like such a story. That is such a life. And that goes to show you like age is nothing but a number. It's just a mindset. It means zip zero, nothing. You can do anything you want at any age, no matter what. I, I'm excited because I think I'm 53 and I think I'm too old to uh, get in shape. So apparently I'm not. You're not. Okay. Nobody. Nobody is. Oh, that's good stuff. Um, and for those of you that, that don't know, Sam is the sales and marketing director for uh, the Arbor at uh, Avamir Court Memory Care. 
in yes. uh, in in Kaiser. So when she talks about uh, her community, that's the one that she's mm-hmm. referring to. So, yeah. um, so Doctor Doctor Alex, in in your experience, what has been the most challenging age demographic to to, to work with or to try to help transform? Is it the millennial that thinks maybe they've got everything all figured out and they don't, they don't need the help? Or is it, you know, the, you know, the, the 73 year old that may or may not be a year or so away from, you know, potentially needing assisted living or is it somewhere in between or is that a unfair question? Um, I would say, and this is just my opinion, that it, it, the age, excuse me, holy moly, the age really has nothing to do with it because it's the mindset. It's, it's the willingness. It's the attitude. It's, it's that it's the choice. It's the decision. It's the will. Are you, do you want to do anything that that's really what it is. And because I've met some super stubborn 20-year-olds, super sure. stubborn 30-year-olds, super stubborn 40, 50, 60, 70, 80, 90, 100. You could be stubborn at any age, but you can be, but I've also met very open-minded people who are like, yes, I want to do it. Give me it. Let's try it. Like, and they're at any age. And like, that's what, that's what I love about older, the older population when they're like that. And they're like, yes, let's try it. Let's do it. And I'm like, all right, I'm down for this. Like, that's exciting. That's so exciting. So it's just that, it's just that mindset. And I don't think you're, you're never too old to have a change of mindset. You're never too old, you know, to decide that this is the day that you want to try something new, that you want to leave old habits behind. You know, it's never too late. That's what every day is. Every day is an opportunity, right, for to to make a new choice, to make a new decision about what you're going to do and and how you're going to live your life and what you're going to do with it. So as long as you keep with that in your mind, then you can go for it. But I will say that a lot of a lot of the women that are kind of in my age range that I typically see, like in my practice, are kind of like the 35 to like 60 age audience Mm -hmm. and those are the women that like have a lot on their plate they're very busy demanding schedules um have older children who are pretty much living their own lives and um it's like it's time for you yeah yeah right so it's like time for you to live your own life and to do what you want to do and to live it how you want to live it and you can really do whatever you want and and take those take those big risks be invested in your career like that's what you can do. But I, I find a lot of women in that age grade, that age group are just a little bit scared to bite the bullet and, and make that make that jump because there there's a lot of hesitation. There's a lot of fear. There's a lot of doubt in there. Um, and I do kind of feel like as as people get older, they kind of like don't care as much, <laughs> as much. And they're like, oh, OK, you know, there's they're not as, you know, as um, afraid to do certain things or kind of worried about what other people are going to say about them as opposed to kind of this other age range. So that can be one thing that interferes with things. But for the most part, just like I said, age doesn't matter. What does SPICE stand for? So, yeah, so SPICE. So SPICE is the thing that I created as like my head to soul assessment is what I call it. And it's kind of how I triage and assess 
clients that I would come into contact with or patients. And it's kind of the different dimensions of wellness that I think of. So S stands for spirit and P stands for physical. The I stands for insight or like your self-awareness. The C is for career, career wellness, and then E is for emotional wellness. So those are all the different pieces and parts that play such a huge role in us as a whole, as a whole human being. So that's what I started teach. So that's why I started kind of using myself with my, well, actually the first person I used it on was me to get better and to heal myself. And then I started using it with patients. And then I transitioned to teaching when I teach, because I teach nursing students as well. I forgot to mention that I, I teach nursing students. So when I have students, I teach my students the same exact way to care for their patients, because I want to pass this on and have you know, bunches, you know, a lot of students taking care of their patients in a more holistic way. So that's why I, how I teach them as well. And it's kind of the foundation that I use for all of my teachings and all the things that I do online and, and everything that I talk about. That's what I use. it. I'm excited to learn more about you because I think the word <laughs> spice with everything you said, I, I checked off all of those boxes and I feel like um, I really could gain something from talking to you further. So I'm, I'm glad well, this yeah. connected us. Shit. Nothing happens by accident. I always yep. believe that. Nothing yep. happens by accident. Yep. Well, a little bit ago, you mentioned it's never too late to make a change. So I was just going to share. I had a client a few years ago. Oh, did he freeze? He froze up. He froze up. 100th birthday. Okay. Hey, oh. Russ, you, you, you froze up, or Russ, I'm sorry, John. Oh. John, you froze <laughs> sorry up. about that. No, what I was saying is I had a client who at 99 wrote a book, and it was published and in bookstores just after her 100th birthday. And when at 101, when she became a client, uh, she didn't talk about it much, but her niece, who was the power of attorney, mentioned it. And the lady talked to me a little bit about it. And then she looks at her niece and says, well, give them a copy of the book. You got like 50 of them in the other room. <laughs> so so you're um, never too old to write a book. Nope. In that case, no. Never. How exciting. Yeah, that's incredible. So, Dr. Dr. Alex, you, you, you mentioned that you primarily work with women will you what are for the for the men out there um i'm guessing that spice isn't male or female it's it's that part is transfers over right Oh, 100%. Yeah. I, I've had a lot of guy students that relate to it. So no, it, it it's universal. It's universal. I just personally just feel called to care for women. And I feel a lot of women can relate to my story and what I go through. Um, so that's, that's why I focus just on that. But yeah, no, spice is universal. You could put spice on everything, add it to any part of your life and it will do wonders when you're just more aware of those different parts, your spiritual health, your physical health, being more aware of yourself and who you are. That's That was like the first thing that I had to work on when I started having to heal from so much depression and anxiety and panic attacks and like low self-worth and my health was bad. Like just looking at myself was 
so much of my work, the inner work. I, I'm going to holler at Bruce, the guy in the blue shirt. I like the inner work, the self-awareness and see for my for career wellness and i love talking about career career wellness because i love hyping women up about their careers and not to feel bad about wanting to work and have a family like i have three kids i have 17 14 and just turned five and you know i worked multiple jobs went to school um started a business during the pandemic, crazy me, and, you know, and was going to school for my doctorate and teaching nursing students. You can have a full, busy life if that's what you want. There's nothing wrong with it. I like living. I like doing. I like being. And so I vibe with other women that are just like that. And so I teach them. I I teach and talk about having career wellness, how to do it in a healthy, balanced, sustainable way, but not being afraid of wanting more. There's nothing wrong with that and finding what you're really passionate and like obsessed about what are you obsessed about what do you wake up every day wanting to do and go to bed wanting to do it and can't stop thinking about it that's career wellness that's where you should be focusing your career on and then eat the emotional part our emotions our relationships all of that is so key as we now know during covid you know relationships are everything networking better together the podcast everything it's better it's better together so that's why i i it's for everything. <laughs> Dr. Alex, I have, um, it strikes me that you would be very useful for the women that I help move their mothers or their fathers into a community because they, <clears throat> excuse me, they, <clears throat> sorry, they lose a little bit of themselves yeah. in the process of caring for their loved ones. Exactly. So they are putting their life, their career, their everything on hold. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm working with a lovely lady now who's a legal lawyer and, you know, she moved her mom into independent living, but they put in cameras so they could monitor her at all times. Mm-hmm. They could talk her through doing everything. And I, I just want to say, you know, what? you need to go back to being her daughter. Mm-hmm. You need to go back and, focus on yourself a little bit the getting lost in someone else's dementia it's a very very hard tunnel to get out of without help and i it sounds like your your leadership would be just a great place to give women to go when they don't they've lost their wifelihood their motherhood their daughterhood they've lost everything because they've spent the past 7 8 years caring for their loved one yeah And I can so relate to that. And that's another reason why I feel so called to work with other women is because when I was, this was, so my dad passed away about 15 years ago because he passed away. Like my daughter was just one, like she had just turned one ish around then. And that's right around the time when I started my LPN program and my dad had a massive stroke and needed to go to rehab. And at that time he was married, my dad and my mom were separated. So he was with somebody else and he had went to a nursing home for a while for rehab and she decided to divorce him and leave him because she didn't want to take care of him when he got out of rehab. So he and I ended up having to have him come live with me. So I'm going to school full time working. I have a barely one year old and a three year old. And I'm like in my early 20s. I don't even have a clue what I'm doing with myself. And now I'm having to take care of my dad full time. And he was very sick with diabetes, high blood pressure, the stroke, all of those things that I'm so passionate about getting rid of. Like we can make an impact with that. And so he got a little bit better, but then he kind of went back to his old ways. And, you know, I'm trying to be a mom and take care of my kids, go to school, work, do all the things. 
and he had another stroke and unfortunately this one left him with a clot in his brain and he passed away suddenly so it's like i was the caregiver i was trying to be the daughter i was trying to be the mom i was trying to be the wife i was trying to be the student i was trying to be the nurse there's only one me and trying to fulfill all those roles and yes you lose yourself and i i definitely did lose myself and it took me having to create spice that was all of the what how spice was created was through all of that through all of that hardship and that learning and that's where that came from and i know so i know personally so well about that getting lost and being a caregiver and how hard it is but yes i'd be happy to talk or whatever we can definitely connect about that for sure yeah i felt like i feel like better together has also but was very beneficial to me because when I lost myself with my mother, mm -hmm. the people in Better Together were able to support me, not in my career or, but more in the, hey, how you doing? Person. The check-ins and you know what, I'm just thinking about you today or I saw this book and I picked it up for you. Mm -hmm. So there's so many ways that we can support people, um, not just, just by building relationships with them. I'm very excited. I have to tell you, Dr. Alex, I'm very <laughs> excited to talk with you after oh, yeah. and tell you why this was apparently meant to be. So Okay, I, sure. Yeah. Yeah. Awesome. That's awesome. And that's exactly what Better Together is all about, right? You don't ever, you don't always know when somebody comes into your life or you have an opportunity to bring someone in your life or vice versa, mm -hmm. you don't always know at that time the impact that they're going to have um, mm -hmm. through either their experience or somebody that they know that can get you, that they can get you in contact with somebody. Um, it, it truly is about the relationships and about building those. And because you never know, regard, regardless of, of, of anything, how that person is going to end up affecting and impacting your life for the, for the future. Mm -hmm. You know, working in the senior industry, you tend, people tend to move around a little bit, you know, depending on what community is best for them at the moment. And what I've realized is through the journey of trying to find my home, which I, I believe I have finally found now in just memory care. Um, there's so many people willing to help you. Um, we don't always have the ability to ask for help, but the Better Together program lets people help just by knowing who you are and what you need and exactly. you know how to fill in what you're missing. Mm -hmm. Exactly. And that's such the huge part. You wouldn't know if you didn't get to know the people that you're caring for, the people that are living with okay. you, if you didn't talk to them, you wouldn't know because a lot of them, they can't speak for themselves anymore. They can't express themselves anymore. And it's left up to you. And you you are their protector. You are their steward. Like that's that's what you're there for. That's your purpose. Yeah. And, it, and it's amazing, yeah, that you can know, oh, I know about her. I know about that sheep herding business and all this stuff. <laughs> You can you can know how to tailor activities or interests for her, you know, having guests come in or, you know, just, you know, things to bring up when when it gets hard and she gets, you know, not feeling too well. You know exactly how to 
bring her out of it and start talking about some of those better times and get her out of that. That redirection is so important. And I love that you're doing that. I love it. Yeah, I love being able to show families how we incorporate their stories. Yes. You know, I, I try to learn their their life story. How do you learn a hundred year old lady's life story? Mm -hmm. It's just it takes time. And mm -hmm. I encourage all of my caregivers to get to know their stories. It's so much easier to love somebody when you know their story. When yeah. you look at a hundred and three year old lady and thought she was riding horses at seven, like, come yeah. on. I've yeah. pictured my seven-year-old grandkids. I'm like, he wouldn't know what to do with a horse. And heard a bunch of sheep uh, all of them, <laughs> probably by themselves out there. Yes, that's incredible. It's so incredible. You know what, Samantha? I have to talk to you too. I've got a good idea. I have a really great person to connect you with who she um, she's like an art teacher, but like 10 times an art teacher. She's amazing. But she creates really nice um, like keepsake gifts for um, especially for like memory care units for people to they have these huge, amazing lives. She helps really condense that down and make these really nice keepsake um, gifts. I don't even know what to call it because I'm not going to do it justice, but I have to put you in contact with her because she's so artistic and what she does and how she puts them together. But it's like specifically for what you were just saying. That's why it made me think of it. It's I love that. Yeah. 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 Because it doesn't matter where we are in the country. We're still yeah. better together. Exactly. Oh, she'd be perfect. Yeah. I'll have to let you know. Yeah. Perfect. Thank you. Yeah. I had the opportunity to meet Sean um, a couple of years ago when his dad needed memory care. And I, I was able to fill a need that I didn't even know was needed. Mm -hmm. um, so that's part of where the better together, you know, I call him my brother now because Sean knows just about as much about me as my brothers because of the relationship that we have built. And it's, it's very fun for me to go somewhere and someone will say, have you heard of better together? And I'm like, yep, that's mine. And there's, <laughs> no, there's no science to it. There's just kindness, love, and how can I help you? What do you need for me? I may not be able to provide it, but I do believe that I can find somebody who can, I can reach out to Sean or John and say, I need someone in the field of, and you know, if I don't have it, they have it. Now I have you as a resource as well. I mean, it's a it's an amazing, simple thing that I think has gotten lost in the big corporate world, you know, building the relationships between marketers and people who want to just make the world a better place. One little slice at a time. I know we're never going to make huge changes, but mm -hmm. it's okay. It's okay to, to just be kind. Yes. Yes, it is. For sure. Well, this has been an awesome, awesome discussion. I have really enjoyed hearing more about uh, your story, Dr. Alex and Sam. It's always great to to see and to talk to you, but I want to thank both of you so much for taking the time to come on the show. Um, I really found it beneficial and I know the, uh, the listeners and viewers probably did as well. So thank you both so much for coming on the show today. You are welcome. And I'm, I'm Dr. Alex, you and I, we're going to connect. That's right. That's right. Awesome. Another good show, John. Wow, we're yes. just getting, uh, we're getting a ton of information, and we're getting we're getting to the point now where 
Um, we're starting to, I think, tap into not necessarily making a difference. Hopefully we're making a difference, but I think these last two shows that we've had with Dr. Noopy and now with Dr. Alex um, have really hopefully opened up the door for a lot of our seniors to, and their families, um, you know, to, to think about things differently and to come together and, um, you know, live the best life they can. Exactly. And, you know, it's all about making those connections and building those relationships. And one term we've used in uh, several networking groups here in the area uh, that deal with long-term care, we might be a competitor with somebody in the group, you know, at least theoretically, but we refer to each other as co-competitors because we often work together to solve the problem. Um, Could be sharing a client in home care or, uh, answering a question for somebody else because I've had that experience and they haven't, you know, so making those relationships goes a long ways. For sure. For sure. All right. Um, well, I certainly appreciate everybody tuning in and, and joining us today. Hopefully you found the show helpful and the information of value. Um, if you do, my only ask is that you like subscribe and share to the uh, Better Together podcast. Um, hopefully we can continue to make a difference and an impact um, in the senior community and in the uh, lives of those caring for uh, our seniors. I've been your host, Sean Simon. I'm a realtor and licensed in the state of Oregon with EXP Realty based out of uh, Salem. I'm also a certified seniors real estate specialist. I cover the entire Willamette Valley. For any of your real estate needs, you can reach me at 503-569-5651 or via email at sean.sibon at exprealty.com. Lastly, huge thanks to my co-host, John Hughes. John, tell everybody how they can contact you and or Comfort Care for more information. So I'm the owner and administrator of Comfort Care Home Care in Salem. You can reach us at 503 uh, or visit us at comfortcare.com. There's lots of information there. Um, in addition to being the administrator, I'm also a certified senior advisor and a certified dementia educator. Awesome. Awesome. And thank you for, um, for doing both of those. That's a very underutilized, uh, resource that, um, we, uh, we need to know about. So thank you. All right. Thanks for tuning into the show. We'll see everybody in two weeks, Tuesday, August 9th at 2 p.m. Hope everybody has a great rest of your day and great rest of your week. If you're in the Valley, stay cool and stay hydrated. We'll see everybody in two weeks. See ya.